everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It is another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, we're going to talk about one of the pillars of personal well-being, and that is financial well-being. My guest is Kendra Grobe. She is a retirement plans manager here at Consumers Energy. So, Kendra, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Hi, yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for um, having me on the podcast today. So as you mentioned, I'm the retirement plans manager for CMS Energy. Um, I am really new to the company. I just started beginning of September, but I actually come into this with over 25 years of human resource experience and the last 13 and a half years primarily focused on pensions and 401k. So I'm pretty excited about uh, my new role with Consumers Energy and all the tools that we can now offer our coworkers. Well, that's excellent. It sounds like you've got some good experience under your belt, so that's good to know. So I know you're new to the company, but what do you enjoy most about working uh, within that retirement area of people and culture? My favorite area of people and culture within the retirement realm is really the education and communication that we can put out there for coworkers. There's so many employees who are more afraid to actively take a part in planning for their retirement. And I think we as a company have a responsibility to them to educate them and to give them tools so they can go out and plan appropriately for their retirement. And it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting to take something that maybe someone doesn't know that much about it and actually breaking it down and making it fun for them to learn. So that's really my favorite area. Well, that's that's very cool. I mean, it's it's interesting to me because people don't normally associate finances with getting excited. But as you <laughs> talk about it, it, it is very exciting and it's great to have that energy here. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about the past. And I remember when I was a kid, my parents said some of some of these things, and I'm sure other people have heard this too, like money doesn't grow on trees or oh, I'm not made of money. What are some of your early childhood memories about finances and money? So I actually had a, an interesting introduction to money. I grew up in a third generation small family business. So we didn't have normal paychecks from my parents coming in. Um, family group insurance plan like you have at the large company. My parents had to work really hard for every dollar that came into that business, which means they really had to hustle and find out what the customer's needs were and what their wants were. And there's days where, you know, it was flush and it was great and we had no problem paying bills and expanding the business. But there's also those days when you actually had to hit petty cash where you wanted to go out and get your groceries for the week. So it gave me an appreciation for money from the very beginning. And uh, luckily, there was three of us in my family. So my family got a lot of free free help from the kids in the business. That that seems to be a common thread with family businesses. (laughs) But it sounds like you have a lot more experience than just your actual time in human resources and in finances, it sounds like you grew up with finances. So that's great experience to bring to the table. It's it's a lot of fun. And unfortunately, we don't have the business any longer. It stopped after three generations, but it was fun to grow up in the business. And I wouldn't have traded that for anything. My mom said from the time I could see over the counter, I was waiting on customers. And I hope that that's made me a better customer service professional you know, going forward in my career. Well, it sounds like it, just in listening to you talk that you really carried over that experience 
into what you do on a daily basis. So I want to talk a little bit about some different things that we do financially that maybe people don't understand. I know that sometimes I get things confused too. For instance, we have 401ks and then there's IRAs and Roth IRAs and uh, it can all be very scary if you don't understand it. So could you talk a little bit about the differences between 401ks, IRAs and maybe Roth IRAs? Yep, let me, I'll break it down as easy as I can. This is what I tell people. A 401k or a Roth 401k is within your company uh, retirement plan. So that's nothing that you're going to contribute to as an individual outside of the company. Your 401k is pre-tax dollars. So you're not paying the taxes on your 401k now. You would actually pay the taxes on that when you retire. A Roth 401k, you're going to pay the taxes on that now. So when you're actually ready to retire, that money's already been taxed and you're taking it out, having the taxes already been paid. So what I like to recommend for people to think about is where you're at in your life. Would you rather pay taxes on it now while you're a higher earner? Or would you rather try and pay the taxes on it after you've retired and you might not bring in as much income? Now, the IRAs, those are not within the company. That's an individual retirement account. So that's a great tool for someone who maybe doesn't have the option of contributing to a 401k through a company or someone who has uh, an old 401k and they're not sure if they want to roll it into a company. They can roll it or the current company they're working for. They can actually roll it into an individual retirement account, which could be managed by in our case, by Fidelity or by a different company that manages IRAs. So it's just a different tool. And the great thing about IRAs is if you're rolling 401k money into an IRA after you retire or after you've left a company, that money's not being taxed because you're not pulling it from a retirement account. You're just rolling it into another authorized retirement account. So it's, it's just taxing and deciding how you want to have your, your monies taxed. Okay. And that makes it a lot less scary, to be honest with you. I've never had it explained to me that way. So yeah, it, it's not scary. I promise. <laughs> okay. Well, good. It, it actually, yeah. I mean, that, that's, it's a very simple distinction. You know, I appreciate you uh, giving that explanation to us. So, you know, it, the last few months have been, very interesting, to say the very least. Interesting, I think, is, a, is one word to use. But it has caused some things to happen in the markets. And so people are a little scared, again, very scary, about what's going to happen to their 401ks or their investments. And, you know, there's this uh, decision that has to be made. You know, do we panic and take all our money out? Or do we let it sit and ride out the current economic situation? So without giving you know, investment advice, uh, what should we look for? Or what should we do in this type of situation? So we have to remember, not only are we dealing with a pandemic that, you know, most of us have never even thought of having to face at this time in our life, but it's also an election year. So we've got multiple things playing into our stock market right now. So naturally, the stock market is going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to be based on what's on the news. It's going to be based on what's happening internationally. So people panic about what should I do with my money right now so I know that I have money later when I want to retire. Um, my recommendation personally is let it ride. 
because you're going to have your stock market recover at some point. Um, you want your money managers out there to be able to buy more more stocks for your funds. Um, you're going to earn more money later. However, I do understand, you know, not everybody's comfortable with that approach. Um, so maybe they look at a safer vehicle. Maybe it's moving some into bonds. Um, maybe it's not being as diversified. Though I personally, I think diversification is a great way to go for your account. Is this something they should just do on their own or should they talk with an expert? What, what, where should they go to make these decisions? I would always recommend somebody contact an actual professional licensed financial advisor. I personally use one. Um, there's nothing that I can say within the company for financial advice. I can guide you to the right people. I can guide you to the tools. Um, I can even make it easier for you to understand. But you really want to talk to a professional that's going to help you manage your money appropriately to what your needs are and what your goals are for your future. Well, and good advice. And that really is, you know, really leads me to kind of my next question. Uh, could you highlight some of the tools and resources that are available on Fidelity's website or that are available to our coworkers here at Consumers Energy? And just a caveat for our folks out there who listen in who aren't Consumers Energy employees, there are resources available out there on the internet and locally. So I would really encourage you to explore those. Uh, but Kendra, for us folks that work here at Consumers, what's out there? Okay, this is where I get passionate about education and communication. So Fidelity is a wonderful company. I've worked with them for the past years and now with CMS Energy. I hope to work with them for a long time to come. They're one of the top financial institutes out there that people can use for their 401ks. Um, and by being so, they have a ton of tools that are available for our coworkers. Um, one of the first thing that comes up when you actually go in through your Fidelity Net Benefit site is something that's called a financial well-being checkup. And I always recommend somebody take the time to do it. It takes you five or 10 minutes. You put in the information that you're comfortable putting in, and then it will uh, generate information for you that you know, maybe you want to check into student loan payoff or um, information you might not have an estate set up or a will set up, and it'll direct you in the right direction to get that stuff taken care of. Um, we promote it as a company very well. And I know that our tool, the LiveWell 365, um, also promotes this as an activity. So if our employees are going to do it, I really recommend that they go out through the LiveWell 365 site and take it as an activity. They get 50 points towards their um, goal for the year. And then it takes them to the same exact site as if they went in through the Fidelity Net Benefits. And the most important thing is what you put in there is confidential. Even I myself, as the plan administrator, I can't view what you've put in. So it gives you an opportunity to actually do a little planning and adjusting and and uh, just gives you a good place to start. Well, and that's great to know, too, because I think sometimes when uh, we use these tools, there is a concern that somebody else could see it. But it's good to know that it's all completely confidential and uh, that's great that I can kind of do two things at once. I can get some of my points through LiveWell 365, and uh, I can also do a checkup on my financial well-being. And for anyone who has questions on LiveWell 365, 
Uh, Sarah Zool is the administrator of that and could probably answer questions there as well. I just want to get that plug out there for LibWell. Yeah. Sarah's done a wonderful job. And another thing to keep in mind with that, by doing the, the well-being checkup, you can also put information on there about your spouse or about outside pensions. Um, again, it's all confidential, but it just helps you build a bigger retirement uh, profile for you to go back and review and, and maybe take that to a financial planner. So even with these tools and, you know, even through the financial uh, ups and downs we've had as a country over the last few months, here at Consumers Energy, we've been very fortunate, you know, that, that we have good jobs. Um, but still, people sometimes worry about money. There's this economic insecurity that, that kind of keeps us up at night. So what are some of the other things we can do to relieve that economic insecurity feeling? I've never known anybody to not worry about money. So you just, <laughs> I don't know how you don't worry about money during times like this when, you know, there's so much going on out in our, our country and with this pandemic. But there are tools out there and there's a lot of good tools within the fidelity system. As I mentioned, there's all kinds of educational articles employees can get to. There's all kinds of uh, free webinars. Um, there's a lot of things that I'll be pushing out in the future, which is, you know, notifications of these free, free webinars and how to get to them. Um, just just educate yourself and, you know, maybe speak with a financial planner. And I think another thing is also to talk about it as a family. Um, you know, no matter how big your family is, set a budget. Make sure you're comfortable with what's going in and out of your 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 paycheck each week. And I think that will give them some type of comfort. Excellent. So when you talk about setting a budget, is there a budgeting tool available on Fidelity's website or through LiveWall 365? There is. There's one on the net benefit site in Fidelity. It's an easy tool um, as they go through the setting up their initial well-being checkup, it'll guide them to, well, maybe you need to set up a budget. If you click here, it'll walk you through the easy steps to do it. Um, maybe you need to look more information into your um, your funds. It'll take you in that direction. So it's kind of a self-guided website. The more you put into it, the more it'll direct you to tools that'll help you. Well, good, good to know. And I hear a common thread through all of this, really two things. One, educate yourself or be educated. And two, have a plan. So th those are great, two great tools to kind of help alleviate some of that anxiety that we may have around our money. Absolutely. So we are getting close to the end of the podcast. But I would like to know, what are three of the most important things that you've learned about financial well-being that you would like to share with our audience? So I think one of the first and most important things is you're never too young and you're never too old to plan for your retirement. I have friends who have never put away into a 401k and I urge them to do it now. Um, but I also have nephews that are in their early 20s and I'm, I'm hammering home with them all the time. Please take advantage of your 401k. Please plan for your retirement now. You will thank me hopefully later. So that's the first most important thing. I think the second thing that a lot of people forget about is take advantage of free money. And they might not understand what I mean by free money, but free money is your company match. If you're contributing 
you know, through CMS Energy, if you're contributing 5%, the company's putting 4% of your earnings out of their pocket into your 401k. That's 4% free money. You should never leave something like that on the table unless you absolutely cannot afford to contribute. Um, and the third thing, like we've mentioned a couple of times, is educate yourself. Um, whether it's through, you know, the Fidelity site or I'll say this cautiously through the Internet because you don't know what you're going to read out there either. Um, but talk to financial planners, um, advisors, those who are actually trained in this area. There's a lot of free education out there for people and we should take advantage of it. And I will say within uh, Consumers Energy or CMS Energy, you have two contacts right in our retirement department. You know, you can reach out to me anytime or to my, my counterpart there, Nancy Stoker. She's wonderful. She's been with the company for many years. She knows the plans inside and out, and she knows the company inside and out. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I think the, the three uh, tips there are really good. I love that you're never too old or too young to plan. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really appreciate the educate yourself because I think that is so important. The more we know, uh, the better off we are. And that other tip that sometimes we don't think about, and that is take advantage of the free money. It's there. Why not? Right. Don't leave it on the table, folks. No, absolutely. Well, Kendra, thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. And we will have you back as we move through the next year and years. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing what you have to say about financial well-being. Thanks, Bill. I had a great time. Thanks again, Kendra, for sharing your insights with us. And thanks to the audience for tuning in. And don't forget, you're never too young and you're never too old to start planning for your financial well-being. Keep yourself educated and take advantage of that free money when it's available.